Hello and welcome to the Really Random Movie Reviews Podcast. Real people, real takes. I'm Danielle. And I'm Ben. In this show, we have an online movie generator choose a film for us to watch. It could be from any genre and any decade, as long as it's easily accessible for us. After viewing the movie, we sit here and discuss it at length. This week, we are talking about The Life Ahead. What will we think? Well, grab some popcorn, sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Before we kind of go forward on this, I want to give a little update on our review from last week from Before Midnight. And we said how because it was the third movie in that trilogy and we hadn't seen the first two, we kind of needed a little more context behind what was going on. Yeah, yeah, we did. And since then, over the weekend, we watched the first movie before Sunrise. And we actually really enjoyed it. Yeah, it was really good. So just a little update. We did watch that. Maybe at some point we may review it if it comes up. But we really enjoyed it. So yeah, I think it's a. it gave a lot more context that we desperately needed. And it gave a lot more insight into what was going on. And you could see how the progression would happen. Yes. From how they started when they met in their 20s to how they were in their 40s when they had been in a marriage. Yeah. So anyway, (laughs) now back to your regularly scheduled program. (laughs) So we are talking about The Life Ahead. This movie is from 2020. and It's our first foreign film, foreign language film that we have reviewed. Yeah. Which I think is really cool. So... It was directed by Eduardo Ponti, and I apologize if I butcher any of, the, any of these names. I'm not that well-versed in Italian. <laughs> Neither am I. And it stars Eduardo's mother, Sophia Loren, who I understand is a very big actress. And it's weird because I'm not that well-versed in Italian films, but I do know her name. All right. I don't think I recognized it, but yeah. she seemed like a good actress. She was a really good actress, and it also stars Ibrahima Gueye. I'm so sorry. He's an African-Italian actor. I'm not that sure, but yeah. <laughs> if I butcher any names, I am so sorry. <laughs> yeah. He plays the boy Momo. So it's about this 12-year-old boy named Momo, who I just mentioned, who is given to this lady, Madame Rosa, and she runs a daycare business, and she has to take care of him against both of their wills, basically. His foster parent, Dr. Cohen, wanted to give him some more guidance and thought Madame Rosa would be a good foster for the time being. Yeah. So this movie was nominated for an Oscar for Best Original Song, which is pretty cool. And I thought the music in the movie was pretty good. Yeah, it was. A lot of Italian music. Like, I think some of it sounded more traditional and some sounded more modern. Yeah. And I liked that mix. Yeah, it was really good. So had you heard of this movie before? No, I had not. You? Yeah, same. I had no idea what to expect with this movie. And... Especially with Netflix, you never really know what you're going to get with a Netflix original movie. So I was kind of, I was kind of cautiously optimistic, I guess I'll say. So was I. So what was the first thing that kind of 
stood out to you in this? When the kid is smiling, it's absolutely contagious. Yeah. Yeah, he was a cute little kid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You could tell, like, this whole thing of him kind of being on the streets. It just shows, like, he's a little kid. He's molded by what's going around him. And it's like, he's such a good kid. He doesn't deserve what he's going through. Yeah. So we kind of learn through, and we're going to try and keep this as a spoiler-free review because I know probably not a lot of our audience has seen this. And I really encourage you to go see this because I really thoroughly loved this movie. So did I. Like, this is probably the best movie we have reviewed for this podcast. Hands down. So far, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, obviously so far. (laughs) (laughs) We're not stopping anytime soon. Sorry or thank you. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Madame Rosa, we find out she she used to be a sex worker and she takes in these kids whose mothers are sex workers and she kind of takes care of them. She's kind of, her business is teetering down because she doesn't want to do it anymore. She's getting older, but she still kind of has a couple that she does take care of. There's Babu and Yosef mm-hmm. and then now Momo, but his parents are dead. Yeah. And we kind of see that she is a hardened lady. Like, she's been through so much in her life. And there's obviously something going on below the surface. They kind of tease at and show a little bit. They don't really necessarily show the conclusion of it, but it's kind of pretty easy to tell what's going on. Yes, it is. So, Madame Rosa was a holocaust or is a holocaust survivor and after that she settled in italy and she's probably from italy because seems like she is italian and i know and i know italy was subject to a lot of the italians deported a lot of their jewish population to germany yeah which and i'm sure you guys can figure out what happened from there Yeah, she has a tattoo on her arm, which is obviously, that shows straight away that she is, that she was in a a concentration camp. And she does eventually say that she, she was held in Auschwitz. Yeah. Which is very sad. And it shows like how heavy this movie can be, but it doesn't go into flashbacks of that. But yeah, it shows like concentration camp that would break someone mentally and physically so it's a miracle she's alive now yep and this movie does take place in present day by the way yeah so going into madame rosa and momo's relationship they both start out super stubborn but then obviously they grow on each other Yeah, it's that unlikely, like we've covered movies with this kind of storyline before where the hardened older man or woman or person has to take care of the younger child and Mm -hmm. they're both unwilling at first and they form an unlikely bond. Yeah. And with their case, Madame Rosa already touched on her background. Momo, his, his family came from Senegal when he was three. And his parents died shortly, a few years after that, I think. Yeah, it's 
what it sounds like. And he was put in foster care with Dr. Cohen. So obviously he comes from a harsh background as well. Yeah. And it kind of finds solace in each other through those different, like finding their similarities. Yeah. Which when they do, it becomes a cheerjerker. Oh, yeah. Like, can we just talk about the acting for a second? Yeah. Because the acting is phenomenal. Yes, it is. Like, everybody involved is really good. Even, like, some of the tertiary characters, like the uh, guy who ran the antique shop. Yeah. Hamil. He was really good. And the way he interacted with Momo and kind of became kind of like an uncle, I guess. Yeah. To him. And, you know, sharing those similarities because they both come from Muslim backgrounds. Yes. And Momo definitely needed a good father figure. And Hamil definitely filled that role very well, even with the little screen time he had. Yeah. And he definitely needed some positive role, role models, and it's great that he got that from Hamil. Yes. Especially with who we also had to deal with. Yeah. Because at one point, Momo starts dealing drugs, and the guy, he's 12 years old, his employer is just such an ass. Yeah. It's like, if you're doing that to children especially... Yeah, I know. It's like, how bad of a person can you are you? Yeah. That was really sad. Yeah. But again, it's like, he was supposed to be that dickhead. And yeah. he played it so well. Yep. Massimiliano Rossi. Yeah, so I thought, this again, the acting in this movie is phenomenal. And that just shows how good the directing was. Yeah. And I guess I saw in the trivia, this is the third time that Ponty directed Sophia Loren. So this is like, obviously, not only having that mother and son bond, but being able to take that and extend it to a professional relationship like that. Yeah. I just thought, yeah, I thought it was really well done. And Sophia Loren brought it. Oh, yeah. And she brought me to tears. And so did Momo. Yeah. <laughs> Brought us both to tears. Yeah, that was... Whew, like. And on my end, not even the single man tear, like full-on baby crying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, just be warned, it is a tearjerker, but that kind of goes... It's kind of already said when we're talking about a, a Holocaust survivor, so... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and... Yeah. It was just, it was so captivating. I didn't know how much I would end up loving this movie. Yeah, same. It was just, everything about it was just so good. Mm-hmm. Even, like, um, with Yosef, like, he, um, because, you know, she has that tattoo, and she goes down to the basement, and Momo's like, where, is she, where does she go? Like, what is that? And... Yosef's story, it, 
it's not making light of it, but it's like how a kid would process something like that. And yeah. not if especially if he didn't know the context es- behind it, especially a kid like Yosef, who's always looking for the bright side. Yeah, and finds escape in fictional characters and sports. Like, he has a bunch of posters on his wall. Yeah. So his kind of explanation is that the basement is kind of like her bat cave. (laughs) Yeah, and she's a secret spy. Something like that. And the tattoo is the code to get into her bat cave or something like that. Yeah. Which is, I mean, it's not making light of it but it's just how somebody like that would uh, someone so young and innocent would process something like that yeah but the reality of why she goes down there is because the basement is sort of like a safe place for her it's where she feels safe especially given what's going on underneath and she mentions that it's kind of like when she was in Auschwitz, she would hide in the bunkers and kind of make her safe... Under the bunk bed. Under the bunk bed, yeah. And kind of make her safe space there. So it's like finding underground or under something and trying to cope. And it she goes into these phases of like, she'll be doing something and just freeze. There was the scene on the rooftop. Where it's like a torrential downpour. And she's just sitting there and freezing and just completely unresponsive to Momo and Yosif. And it goes on for like a solid couple of minutes where they're just trying to get her attention. And then she finally like, what are you guys doing up here? It's raining. Yeah. So it shows like kind of sort of what we kind of thought was like a PTSD kind of flashback or freezing. Like we're obviously we're not mental health experts but um it kind of seems like she was going to that place yeah and having that sort of thing which obviously coming from a place like that as a young child that would scar you for the rest of your life yep like i said earlier mentally and physically yeah there may have been something else that was just causing it to happen more and more yes like some other mental thing that they kind of hinted at but i mean it became more apparent throughout but i mean they didn't come to a distinct conclusion because it's coming from momo's perspective so we're not getting every side of everything yeah we're not getting the full story of what's going on because we're seeing it from this 12 year old's perspective and there's only so much information he gets yeah and Even then, it's like, this is really deep. Yeah. And even then, like, she has her mental stuff, and Momo does too, like, understandably so. Yeah. He has, what you call it, an imaginary friend? Yeah. As a coping mechanism, he has an imaginary friend that is a lioness. And whenever he's feeling down or alone... It pops up, which the CGI on it wasn't all that great, but... I mean, it's an indie film, so I'm not going to slight it too much for that. Yeah, neither am I. If that's our one gripe... Yeah. (laughs) Buggy CGI for a lion? Yeah. Yeah. Come on. (laughs) Even Disney couldn't get it right. Exactly. So, but 
throughout the film, whenever he's feeling like alone or there's something going on, the lion shows up and kind of just calms him down. And comforts him. Yeah. And there's like an explanation for it in the film that Dr. Cohen brings up and we'll let you kind of watch if you want to to figure to see why yeah but yeah it's just a very beautiful film yes it is even though like it's in a seaside like city in italy and it's not really that much to look at like it's not venice or rome or the city the big cities we know and probably want to visit (laughs) yeah might not even be a big city. It might just be a large town. No, it's just a, yeah, a small port yeah. and very local. But you get the sense of that and the community in that town. Yeah. And it's really the humanity in that town that is beautiful. Even the even the poor people and like people like Lola and it's really just the humanity and people coming together and finding their own sense of family. Yeah. And even like they find beauty in the areas, like the lighting, the colors. It's just all very, it seems so real. Yeah. And it just makes it even better and even more beautiful. So throughout the film, we do get a little bit of Momo's perspective through a voiceover, which is like him reflecting on this. And one of the things he says is, nature doesn't know what's best. It does things without rhyme or reason, which is kind of true because stuff just happens and you have to deal with it. Yeah, it's the old adage or theme like nature is indifferent to man. Yeah. It doesn't care what happens to us. It doesn't care if we live or die. It just happens. It's like you deal with it or don't. This kind of falls into the people who say it is what it is. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, and there are really good lines like that and something like a 12-year-old to say that. Yeah. Or um, like he says, happiness and me are like apples and oranges. Yeah. <laughs> Which is really sad, but... Also really poetic. Oh, yeah. like It's a poetic little boy. Yeah, and very artistic. Mm-hmm. Like he draws his lion friend. And it looks really good. Yeah, yeah. There's also a line in the movie. I guess we're going into themes now. A good and evil is relative. So you could be a very successful person, but just be completely terrible as a human being. Yep. Or you could be someone like a sex worker and be so caring and loving mm-hmm. towards like, you know, Madame Rosa or Lola. And or you could be a doctor and just be shitty to other people yep and it's just like things aren't always as they seem yeah and you just kind of have to feel it out and experience things to see people's true colors Mm -hmm. and this movie is just it's just so beautiful the relationship that forms Even in a very short amount of time, like I think in a span of months. Yeah. Where Momo is under Madame Rosa's care. And it just shows like how beautiful this kind of relationship can be. And how two people who 
don't even know of each other can grow to really love and care for one another. Yeah, and it's it's heartwarming, but then it just wrenches your soul at the end. Yeah. And I thought, like, you know, going back to the music, it kind of shows, like, how someone like Momo, like, what music he would listen to. Yeah. And it, you really just see, it's like how these characters are and what they do, what they think and feel. And it's just such an intimate movie. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, last week we were talking about internal plots and like, oh yeah, like I like movies that I can watch movies that are like that, but come on, something needs to happen. And yeah, things happen in this movie, but it is kind of more internal. Yeah. But also some external things happen, but just just enough external to keep it interesting. Yeah, and the movie is driven by the emotions and by the characters' psyches and what they're emotionally going through and their turmoil. Yeah. But you empathize with these characters. You cuz we've all had some sort of loss or some sort of gain. Yeah. And even if someone hasn't been through the foster care system or if someone hasn't adopted somebody kind of, you know, or been a caretaker, I guess is a better way to say it, you can still see, like, because we all have that kind of maternal or grandmother-like figure, even if it is your grandmother or not, or mother or not. Yeah. Or we have, might have someone younger in our lives and see them growing up. Yep. And want to take care of them. And it's just such a human story. Yeah. Well, this is kind of a short one today, but because I I just really implore you guys to go on Netflix and watch this movie. Yeah, i right there with you. Because I thoroughly loved it. So did I. And obviously because we love it, we definitely recommend it. 100%. And just so you know, it is rated R and it does deal with very heavy emotional topics. But it's really only rated R because of the language. Yeah. And maybe because of the emotional content, but I mean, it's more because of the language. Yeah. Like there's no nudity or sex or... Egregious violence. Yeah. It's nothing like that. So... If you're fine with language and heavy topics, and also, yes, it's in Italian, so you might have to read subtitles, but it's fine. <laughs> yeah. Unless you want to watch an English dub, but eh. Yeah, that kind of detracts. Not for a live action thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so please, go on Netflix, watch it. I just, I've never even heard of this movie, and now I'm in love with it. Yeah. And... I think it's so sad that I've never heard of it. Like, it's been on Netflix for now two years because it was in 2020. Yeah. And I don't know anyone who's heard of it. And I really want people to find it and watch it because it's just so good. Yeah. And maybe we're being very repetitive and redundant. But remember, we wouldn't be saying it's good if it wasn't great. <laughs> yeah. So please watch it and hit us up on social media and let us know what you think because we'd love to hear it if 
if we recommended it to you, we'd love to know and see what you think and maybe spark a conversation about that because we love talking to you guys. So that'll be it for us this episode. Let's go to the movie generator and see what we'll get next week. Okay. Brave. Yeah. If you had the chance to change your fate, would you? At this point, no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that was a very rhetorical question, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, obviously, Disney movie, Disney princess movie. So we'll see. All right. Yeah, it's been a while since I've seen it, so. And I've only seen bits and pieces. Well, thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of Really Random Movie Reviews. Please go watch this movie and give it some love. It deserves the attention. Yes, it does. And hit us up on social media once you see it. Thank you.